Hello and welcome to the FSF Podcast Live Edition. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the FSF Podcast Live Edition, the show that would like to remind you that there are worse sayings than saying Lothrat, Lothcat, Lothwolf, run, pick a path, and all will be done. What? <laughs> Come on, that's from Star Wars Rebels. You know, I have not seen Rebels in a tad bit, so... Uh, clearly in a hot minute here, <clears throat> yeah. I knew about the Lothcat, but everything else, I'm like... Yeah, what? it's Lothrat, Lothcat, Lothwolf Run, Pick a Path, and All Will Be Done. I am a Loth boy. <laughs> oh, look, we just lost all our subscribers. Uh... <laughs> uh yes jason and the three geeks podcast it is definitely monday we are back around being back to monday again so ta-da here we are and before we get into tonight's show let's say our thanks to our show partner level up sabers and what he's really trying to say is before either one of us breaks out into song again on behalf of the rest of the hosts of the fs that was the wrong video <laughs> show's it's over gonna... see ya <laughs> and goodbye, we're out of here. Okay, we're off to a great start. for level up savers can be found in our show notes and comments section they're in there uh also um now if you're here and you're watching on on youtube we want to ask that you guys please go ahead and click that subscribe button if you haven't already that helps us to be able to continue to grow get some great guests for you every each and every friday and there's other ways that you can support the show as well there's of course clicking that link there and buying an awesome lightsaber which is guaranteed to be better than a stick. Master Allen from Level Up Sabres guarantees it himself. And in case you haven't seen it, uh, as it says across the bottom of our screen there, we have a Patreon account. That's right. With five different levels going from $1 to $40, there's something in there. <laughs> okay, I thought you were going John Cena on me. You can't see me. Anyway, um, there's something in there for everybody. $1 to $40. Uh, and there's different levels of perks. There's bonus content. There's behind the scenes stuff. There's bloopers galore. I contribute to those mostly. There's merch that you can get at different pay levels that is free with your subscription. You don't have to pay a dime more for it. It gets shipped straight to your door. And there's even the opportunity to buy your way onto the show. I don't know how else to put that one, but uh, yeah. So it's a thing. Uh, but yeah, and we have our, our Patreon-only uh, Stargate review show, the Stargate SG-1. We're in Season 1, and I think we've got a total of seven or eight episodes recorded. We just released our fourth episode, and uh, we're get, we're starting to get into the good stuff. We're getting away from the Emancipation episode, which was... It was our lowest rated yeah. episode. Good evening, Jay. And no, this is not where I'm normally at. This is, I'm at home in a different room, in a different space, trying out something different. So it might stick. It might not. We'll see. And no, I don't know. I think, Nick, I think she's saying we're not pretty. 
You know I what? think I'm pretty. Wait, wait till you see my Superman impression. Um, waiting. Okay, so anyway, uh, Jason says Tim must be because he's in a bedroom. <laughs> but yeah, so go check us out on our on our Patreon page. Check us out here, of course, on our YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed already, please do that. But uh, enough with the pleasantries. Let's jump right into it. We got people waiting to come on to the show. All right, let's welcome our guest to the show, Mike and Nick from the Showboys podcast. Hello. Hello. Thank howdy, you. Howdy, howdy, fellas. Yeah, I just want to say one thing right off the bat. Kathleen, if you only knew how hard Stash was trying to bring the beauty tonight. I mean, he's got the hair blowing in the wind. He was eating some very delicious looking ham. Like he's doing all he can to, to bring it tonight. And I don't know. I just thought maybe... he's not pretty. He's at least yeah. majestic. Yeah, today's exactly. color is pink. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, well, first, Jason says she's not wrong. Yeah, that's true. Without Kathleen here, we are we are a wee bit uglier. That is for sure. Uh, and I don't know. Practice what is your best Flynn Rider smolders. All right. You ready for the smolder? <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Okay. All right. Okay. And uh, Jason is loving the fact that you have embraced the name Stash. Mainly because we have two Nicks here tonight. Yeah. And otherwise, it was going to get a little confusing if we just said Nick. Because then they'd both go, yes, maybe. I don't know. All right. Hey, before we get into anything, guys, tell everybody where they can find you and tell them what you're hawking over there. Yeah. So uh, you can find all of our stuff over at showboysmedia.com. We have our backlog of episodes and all that fun stuff over there. Um, and we're on all the typical podcasting platforms, um, but we focus most of our attention on YouTube. So if you want, uh, just type in youtube.com slash showboys podcast. I'll take you right to our page uh, and you, so you can subscribe over there. We're actually, uh, we have a road to a thousand subscribers giveaway going on. So subscribe. And once we get 2000, we're going to give away that nice, uh, there you go. That nice OLED switch over there that pixel Nick's holding up. Uh, trying to give it away so go subscribe to all your friends and subscribe and we'll we'll get that to somebody you're only going to get the box because the contents are going to be shipped to my house but (laughs) i hope you guys really do enjoy the box yeah Uh, we had to we had to pay our way on here somehow right um Uh, hey if that's what works i'm i'm i accept it wholeheartedly uh Now, I want to give a quick update. We are at 793 subscribers because somebody just subscribed to our page just a moment nice. ago. Nice. So thank you for doing that. Now, when we hit 800, because I'm well, I'm not at the office tonight, so let's pretend that I'm not holding up my iPad, but I'm holding up a beautiful Blu-ray copy of, of Star Trek Strange New Worlds Season 1 on Blu-ray. So whoever it hits 800 on our channel... Uh, if you're the 800th subscriber, you get a chance to win uh, that Blu-ray. Just make sure you have your subscriptions turned on. I have to be able to verify that you are number 800 and who so that I can get in contact with you and we can make the arrangements to ship it off to you. But we'd love to be able to do that for you. And on our YouTube page, not our YouTube page, but our Facebook channel as well, we'll have an opportunity with some trivia coming up here soon because we'll have two extra copies other than that one to send off as well. Uh, but yeah, 
Uh, let's see. Fate Maker Gaming wants to know, have any of you had the plans to play through Jedi Survivor? The story has me hooked. Not yet. Not yet. Semi to playlist. <laughs> Mine as well. It is far down on my to, to playlist, um, but it will be played one day. Yeah, our our third the third wheel of Showboys uh, has recently beat it, and he is in love. So it's the best Star Wars game to date. I've been watching a lot of videos about it, and a lot of streamers, and that alone has me itching to 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 buy it. And, is it and a sequel? It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a, a sequel Fall to the first order. to Fallen Order. Okay. So, I've got some catching up to do then. <laughs> yeah, Fallen Order was a really fun game. It was a little, it was a little, uh, little wonky in some of the controls at times and, and how it played through. But I, from what I understand, and what I've read and what I've heard, they fixed all of that uh, with Jedi Survivor. So that is the word on the street. Yeah, and I, Cal can have a mullet, so that just automatically makes it ten times better. <laughs> and a stash. <laughs> oh yeah, he can go full full bore Fourth of July American like Jedi. Yeah, it's more like uh, um, redneck survivor, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, he needs to have like Sweet Home Alabama playing whenever he comes like rushing in with his double bladed lightsaber. Oh, it's yeah. pretty entertaining. So I've I've seen a few people do that. I've seen a few of the Tiki Takis people doing that. Uh, you know, and playing different redneck classics. Oh, that's great. And I can say redneck because I live out in the country where the men are men and other things are scared. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, before we get well off the beaten path, because we are headed that way, uh, let's go ahead and talk about tonight's topic. So, we're pretty excited because for us at our show, uh, we, we talk about Star Wars year round, but especially during the month of May, we try to heavily concentrate for the entirety of the month of May. Uh, <laughs> You know, not only with our Star Wars RPG, we, you know, each of our live shows every Monday are Star Wars related. Every Friday we've had something Star Wars related. Uh, the past two Fridays we had uh, Josh Brenner, the voice of Niku from Star Wars Resistance, uh, was our guest. This past Friday it was uh, Kyle Newman, who's the director of one of my all-time favorite movies called Fanboys, which if you've nice. never seen Fanboys what are you doing with your life? Uh, and then I own it. <laughs> I, I watch it so often and he's actually, and he's got a, he's got another one we'll come, that's coming up, but we'll talk about that more uh, towards the end of the show. And then we'll also talk about who we got coming up for this week, Friday, which I am just stoked about. Um, it was an awesome interview and uh, ka-chow. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Fate Maker also says, yes, stash. He can have the stash and a soul patch. Oh. <laughs> nice. You're going yeah, to so make So he's me... lo- looking like like uh, our Nick. Oh, wow. So we're at a 798. Ooh, Holy cow, guys. So Thank you. Engine. Two more. Engine. Rank hey, them in. A couple more. We might be able to. Uh... Let me know when you get to 799 so I can unsubscribe. And then. <laughs> I'll take it to 798 again. Yeah, yeah, but then I'll be able to resubscribe when you get back closer. Uh, but tonight we brought we brought the Showboys on because, like us, they are big, big Star Wars fans, and they love to talk about Star Wars. We love to talk about Star Wars, and and we've had the opportunity to go on their show and and uh, talk about it. I, I was, I don't know why, but they thought I should have come on for their uh, Order 66 special, and I got to talk about that. That was pretty cool. Um, they also had Casey, uh, Casey plot on, and I 
again, don't know why you had me and Casey because Casey trumps anything I had to say. But <laughs> did Order sixty six come with a side of fried Jedi? No, 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 it did not, unfortunately. Ooh. But it, and the ice cream machine was down too. Dice so. Jedi, not fried. <laughs> but so tonight we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, the end of Mandalorian season three. We're going to talk about uh, Bad Batch season two. And we're going to talk about uh, up, the upcoming season of Ahsoka. What are we looking for? What are we expecting? What are we hoping this is going to be? And hey, Larry, how you doing, buddy? Larry Hankin, uh, <clears throat> a, a famous actor. You know him probably uh, most for his role as, uh, um, oh, goodness gracious. From Friends. From Friends, from Friends yeah. Uh, my that brain is, just. That is an amazing picture for your YouTube channel. Like I love that. So <laughs> it's it's fun to comment from other kind. Yeah. Uh, so thank you, Jason. Uh, but anyway, so let's talk about that. So let's let's start right off with Mandalorian season three. What were your expectations going into the season? Did, were those expectations met? And do you, what are your hopes moving forward? Michael, me, uh, man. So my expectations going in. Um, so season three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, at, coming off of Boba Fett, honestly, uh, I was expectations were kind of low. Um, so I, I guess I didn't really have many. Uh, I was pre- pleasantly surprised with where it, where it went and how much uh, Bo was uh, the focal point uh, in the 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 main story that was playing out. Um. Yeah, I, I was surprised. I, I didn't really have many expectations. What about you, Nick? Yeah, expectations, I always said, um, not that they're low, they just don't exist for Star Wars. I kind of like roll the punches on that one. Um, that's definitely where I've learned to settle. Um, but yeah, definitely, you know, the whole Boba Fett thing, kind of not retconning it, but making an adjustment, I feel like they did from the end of season two and quickly like, let's get Grogu back in there. Um <laughs> So I think I really didn't know where they wanted to go with it because, you know, that's kind of what the first two seasons were about was Grogu figuring out his force powers, finding Luke. Should he become a Jedi? That was kind of that story arc. Um, And they kind of just like put a bow on that, you know, at the end of uh, Boba Fett. So really, this was kind of wide open. And I really and I think some of the the promos and the trailers leading up to is like obviously Bo-Katan is heavily in this season and they really kind of leaned into that. Um, but overall, I mean, it's got its flaws, but um, it was really awesome. And the, the biggest thing that impressed me the whole way through was um, the action set pieces and their capture of scale in the yeah. otherwise non trilogy star Wars. I think they, they've done an excellent job in that capacity. Okay. Stash. What about you? Uh, my expectation is, we're going to see Grogu and the Mythosaur doing something. Um, I don't know what that's going to be. My best friend. (laughs) (laughs) But they definitely sensed each other at the end there of season two. So no idea. Okay. So going into season three, I had expectation that um, the armor was going to be, shown off to be the bad guy 
and she was going to be root cast from Clone Wars, uh, a Darth Maul disciple. Mm. I was so fir- you keep saying season three. Going into season three, we had there's three had seasons three. we finished just now. Yeah, we've had three seasons of The Mandalorian. Yeah, Boba Fett was like season Episode, two point five, yeah, of... two and a half. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, I wasn't counting Boba Fett because it said Boba Fett in the title. Not oh, we're not more. either. But we're not either. There are three seasons of Mandalorian. Yeah. This is not. We are not gaslighting you. This is true. You can check it on Disney. So, uh, but it's the ham. It, all those, all, all the hams go into the brain. The triglycerides have weighed down yeah. the brain. We can't think <laughs> and I, Stash, I blame you. You made me use a big word like triglycerides. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> That's a new one. Uh, but yeah, so I expected Rook Cast to be heard to be Rook Cast, and I expected. And I was kind of talking about this early on in the season on our Discord channel that I firmly believed that the Mandalorian was going to be Bo-Katan, and that that sh- that the 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 shift was going to go from you know Dinjaru yeah. to to Bo-Katan, and it kind of did a little bit, but right there at the end, it went right back to Grogu, and you know, and so now is he the Mandalorian? But they all, I, I read something where they said. Uh, uh, Favreau, it was either Favreau or Filoni, and I don't remember who it was, so I, I apologize. But one of them said that the 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 title of the Mandalorian was going to be a floating title because it could apply to yep. several different people, and and going in, you know, it would allow the story to go in different directions, which I actually think is a really cool concept because now we're not just we're not just uh, uh, we're not st- stuck to Din Djarin's story, right? You know, Nick. there's a lot of other places we can go. Should, should we tell them our idea back in season two of the Mandalorian? Yeah. Cause, yeah. We did a, a campaign season campaign series on season two. And um, I think right. at the first episode, we completely theorized that they should just roll with like an anthology, like a, a different type of anthology series. Like okay. every season focuses on a different like Mandalorian. Obviously they didn't do that with like season two, but they had elements of it because they introduced a ton of Mandalorians in season two. Right. Um, so they definitely like dialed into that idea in season three, um, but but it's not like a hard line rule. Yeah. You know, they've st- they've remained very flexible with the story, and I think that's both a pro and a con to what they got going on there. It's a little it's a little too loose, but I mean, just think of it like think of how awesome this would be. You, the first two seasons we're following uh, Din's story with Grogu. At the end of season two, he obviously. Grogu finds Luke, or Luke finds Grogu, and they have the send off there. Season three starts. It is like no, like Din makes a cameo or two, maybe, but the entire uh, season is completely dedicated to Bo's story. And then seasons three and four are are for Bo, and then maybe seasons five and six are like uh, focused on Sabine after whatever happens in Ahsoka, or you know the timeline between Rebels and Ahsoka. Uh, and then you could just keep shifting to Mandalorians. Um, they're kind of doing that in a way, but um, like Nick said, every, yeah. it's just kind of very loose and everything's kind of blended together there, but uh, it makes sense to do. I'm kind of curious as to what they're going to do with uh, Sabine and if she'll, after the season of Ahsoka, if she'll appear in the Mandalorian because, you know, <clears throat> Mandalore. And mm-hmm. Mandalorian and all that other stuff. Uh, John says here that uh, our producer John that Grogu is the future of Star Wars. He'll probably help Ray with her new Jedi Order. 
search your feelings. You know it to be true. <laughs> That's pretty true. Um, I think that as Grogu gets older, and I've seen some really cool concept art here, Jason. You, Jason says that Grogu has no interest in Jedi's. He wants to be Mandalorian. I think he wants to be Mandalorian now because he was looking for a father figure and he got one uh, with Din Djarin. And I think that as he grows older and he has a better understanding that he can walk that fine line again, he might be the second Mandalorian Jedi. You know? And he might be able to because even though they destroyed the dark saber, it, you know, it, it's going to come back. It's going to be. He there. can lead the whole, all the Mandalorians against the new Jedi Order in a giant galactic war. That it could be, be, yeah, it could be really cool. Yeah, favorable storyline to pull out of the legends. Yeah, so, I, I think it'd be great. I would like to add, I did see all three seasons. Whew. It was just they were so <laughs> short; it didn't feel like three yeah. seasons. That's true. Uh, That's true. <laughs> Well, seasons one and two, I'll give that to you. That feels like one season at this point. It's just, that's just, I was like, yeah, that all ends with, that season right. ends with. Uh, um, Stash is like, I watched them all this afternoon. It was no big deal. Pretty much, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so I'd like to change my answer because I was thinking. Yeah, go ahead. We're still, we're still going into season three. Like, what are you talking about? Um, so going into season three, I really didn't know what to expect. Um I was hoping we were going to get Grogu back somehow because, unfortunately, Grogu is what made the show uh, as good as it was, I guess. That's your that's your C-level executive Disney scene-talking. Yeah. Right. Um, and Grogu. He makes money. He, he did, and he got a whole bunch of new people to join Star Wars fandom yep. as well, so... Uh, the baby made the money, so yep. <laughs> for um, sure. I was not expecting them to go. Well, I, I figured he'd go back to Mandalore, but I was not expecting them to go that deep into the stuff Let, on Mandalore. Literally, <laughs> I see deep. what you did there. <laughs> I was. Uh... I was both excited and confused by the Mandalorians, the Mandalore planet storyline, what kind of what was going on there. Um, and I think that they did that on purpose, in all honesty. I think they left it open-ended and didn't answer a lot of things that they have something to talk about, something to do going into season four. Again, I'm going with the, they didn't show me a body, so I'm not entirely sure that a couple people are dead. So until I, it, with Star Wars, the way it is, unless I see a body a pile of clothes or them bleeding out. Uh, I don't believe that they're dead because, you know, Darth uh, Maul, the emperor, somehow Palpatine returned the lady who got stabbed through the chest and Obi-Wan yeah. clones well, are for bad guys in star Wars. Clones are low key. Kind of like time travel. Like if there's like cloning exists for bad guys, so they're not dead. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, but yeah, well, in, in, in Obi-Wan, there was Reva, the third sister. She got stabbed, not once by Anakin slash Vader, but twice and lived because when she was little and, uh, you know, she was a youngling at the temple. <laughs> Wouldn't that suck? You get, you get run through twice. Uh, and then, and then, uh, um, she stabbed the Grand Inquisitor. And then all of a sudden he reappears like, ta-da, everything's fine. Had a little journey with the back to tank. All is good. 
they were taking notes from Ryan Johnson, like just <laughs> not dead. Still not here. dead. Just, just, I Mary, did it. just Mary Poppins your way back into the ship. You'll be fine. Somehow yes. they returned. Somehow, exactly. Oh, I hate that line. That's the worst writing. That's why I'm waiting for Mace to show up someday. It's oh. going to happen. Somehow he returned. Uh, <laughs> okay. So yeah, I had I had high hopes for season three, and I I won't say that they were dashed. I just some of the choices made kind of confused me. But a lot like Pixels, uh, Nick said earlier, I've learned to roll with the punches when it comes to Star Wars. I don't. I enjoy the highs. I'm not surprised by the lows anymore. Um, and when the lows come, I shake it off and I go to the next thing. I don't let that one low occupy my space uh, for you know for two dra- dash. Uh, I can't even think of the word I was trying to say, but anyway, for, but for too very long, like the episode with uh, where, where Bo gets the, the, the dark saber from Din all leading up to the last 10 minutes of that episode was hot garbage. <laughs> and the whole Jack black, uh, you know, and uh, what's Lizzo. her, what's her name? Lizzo. Lizzo. I had no problem with Lizzo. I had no problem with Jack black. I just didn't like them in that episode. I didn't, I either the thing with Jack Black is I either really love what he does or I can't stand it. I have like no middle ground. There is yeah, there's no middle ground with Jack at all. And so uh, <laughs> uh yeah, so if, if uh Samuel Jackson L. Jackson comes back as Mace, there's gonna be all these mother Jawas on this mother Jawa ship. So <laughs> the uh, uh, love it. I applaud so, that. Well, well done. One of the things I started doing was looking ahead because they would not release the titles of the right. episodes, which I liked uh, until after you watched it, then the title would appear. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, they also kept the casting very, very tight. The yeah, one thing the day up till the day of on all of them. The one thing they did let slip was the stunt crew. So I started following the stunt crew. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, we're going to get a bunch of Mandalorians this episode and a lot of action. Um, and there was even a one that said body double for Christopher Lloyd. And I'm like, <laughs> Great. They kept that one real real secret. <laughs> we're like, Doc Brown's coming. We're getting time travel. No, I will say, like, of an episode full of cameos, I I was not expecting that one to pop out. Uh... <laughs> I was expecting them to use that virus in that episode a little more, other than just a localized area. If it can happen mm. here, it could probably happen somewhere else. Yeah. Can we talk about some of the cool, I think, uh, like bigger concepts that they kind of introduced this season bring it so i you know we're talking about the jack black episode and it makes me think of um what what's the term exactly nick but like the buddy cop no 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 No. uh what they did with the imperial (laughs) people uh how they like reintegrated they're integrating them into yeah that was that was a really cool concept and idea of like with what happened droids. yeah yeah or That's, just like yeah. the the people too because uh the the one lady um, yeah the lady and the doctor yeah know, they're got... like trying to reintegrate into society after being like the bad guy. that episode was 
really cool but like it was really hard to pull off and they had probably like the best director to try to pull it off uh bryce Dow- uh, dallas but mm-hmm. you know I, she, that episode definitely rides the line from like you know one more second too long on like a shot and you're <laughs> off the rails and it's just yeah. not good um yeah that but thematically that was good um the droid aspect, like both Nicks were just talking about, was super interesting in that episode. Um, of course, you know, the whole power struggle between Bo and uh, the the former Night Owls that were in her squad <laughs> there. Um, the thing with grief and mm-hmm. what's going on back on, uh, shoot, what's that planet called? Wherever he was. Um, Starts with a V. That's all I can remember. Yeah. And then, of course, the the Grogu and Din stuff. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of really cool, like, bigger concepts that they were either establishing or diving further into that I think kind of get drowned out by um, some of the just random stories they either decide to tell within these same episodes or you'll yeah. you'll get really you'll you'll will really be progressing on one of these concepts and then the next episode is just like Not so good. out of left field you're just like oh agreed yeah what, what that's like episode three you know the, that was the first one that was really or four that was when they're on uh coruscant the whole time with the imperial you know rehabilitated people um right. cool concept but like just once again like it's it's abrasive and it's like really tough to pull off and you ha- it's just like there for it's like they th- throw in filler episodes that are just like action and fun for like certain groups and then there's these filler episodes that are just like a little bit too into the star wars weeds um right like well the two mon mon calamarians ever get back together Oh, the Corrin and the Mon Calamorian. Yeah, yeah, the whole Romeo Juliet thing there. That was <laughs> kind of interesting. Yeah. Keep your tentacles off the screen, please. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I thought with season three that they did a lot of really good things. And I mm-hmm. thought that there was, a like uh, Mike was saying, there was a lot of really cool uh, stories that they were kind of overarching on top of things. But on some of these ones, I just wish that they would have stuck the landing a little bit better. Um, now, the, I'll go back to the episode that I said I didn't like. Uh, the one with Lizzo and Jack Black. Six. Yeah, I think that was six. Um, I Now, I probably wouldn't have had a problem with that if it wasn't so Jack Black over the top. <laughs> okay? And, you know, it, it was just... It felt like like somebody let George Lucas in the writer's room. You know, that's what it felt like to me. Like somebody let George Lucas in the writer's room, like he snuck in and he was like, huh, uh, I didn't get to use this storyline in Phantom Menace. So here we go. And <laughs> that's Mark Filoni has George Lucas's notebook and he oh, just like yeah. grabs a page every once in a while when they need. He's got stuff. the old, he's got the old <laughs> coach's playbook for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is this true? Oh, he didn't give me a warning. Yep. Whoa. 800. Where's the confetti? Yeah. Dude, we are literally like 800 and 400 videos. Like, Oh, nice. We've got a nice even number going. All right, so who's... Here's the problem, though. I don't know Either. who it is. Oh, no. Yeah, you got to set your, your profile to, like, public on YouTube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know who number 800 is because it didn't tell me. 
That means I have time. So whoever is whoever's the next subscriber that I can find, that the name pops up, you get a Star Trek uh, Blu-ray. Now, Mike, unsubscribe, subscribe. Now, <laughs> now it works. Now it works. <laughs> so, um, yeah. another thing that I liked, and my, I think Mike was referencing this uh, oh, loosely, but I know who it is. Okay. Ooh, nice. They're gonna splash it out here. Um, but so when they bring back things that George wanted to do in the, like the original trilogy, but they just didn't have budget for, it's like all the Imperial, like super troopers. Um, that's how Boba Fett got born because the all white super like stormtrooper was supposed to be Boba Fett, but they didn't have the budget for like a hundred of those. So they're like, Hey, we're just going to do one and it's going to become a bounty hunter. But right. in this, they were able to kind of see that vision to life. And we get a bunch of Imperial, Beskar, ah, the Troopalorians. Yeah, the Troopalorians. There's the good term for them. <laughs> I like when smiles. they do things like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm never going to be able to unhear Troopalorians. Okay. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I really think that they did a lot of good things in season three. And I think that that I think looking forward in season four, I'm I want to I, I think we're at a point with Grogu where he's got to do more than whimper and coo and say, like, he's, he's said a couple words. They got to give him a voice. They got to let <laughs> yes, him start yes, talking. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yes, he needs yes, a new button. Yes, he needs, yes. like, a whole, like, stream deck <laughs> okay, full of... Okay, the, the yes-no scene, hysterical. Very funny. Oh, God, I was dying of laughter, especially as a parent, knowing that that's how a child, you know, because he's supposed to be a toddler, mm. before they learning how to talk, oh, my God, no. No. Yes. 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 I was like, yeah, that's fantastic. That's going to be a thing. So, but, that yeah, toy but, but I need, I need to see him get to a point where he's able to go through uh, the Mandalore trials. He's got to be able to talk. He's got to be able to recite the creed. He's got it. They got to advance him to a point where he's more than just baby Yoda. That's what I'm looking forward to most in season four and seeing Really, what does happen with the armor? Because even though we love Emily Swallow, uh, she's been on our show. Uh, at, you know, we we love talking with her. I still think she's. I still. I still Something's think she's going bad. on with her. I still think she's bad. I still think she's cast. I just don't think it's been revealed yet. I think that I love that theory. I do. It just makes so much sense to me, and that's why I'm not letting go. That's why I'm holding on so tightly. even the color of the armor. Like, yeah, vaguely mirrors it and everything. Like the, the helmet, rust, everything. Rust I was just red. like, yep. I was like, yep, yeah, okay. So anyway, that's what I'm looking forward to in season four. I want to see what happens between Bo-Katan and the rest of the of, of the Mandalorian tribes. Do they follow her? Do they, you know, even though now it's that she's lost the the dark Sayer because that's the the thing that supposedly binds them together. Uh, are, is it able to be repaired? Is there an Ugnat somewhere working on a Kyber crystal for her? You know, what's what's going on? Um, or an Azalian? So was anybody else expecting that kid to get eaten? at the end of the season three. Cause like when he was oh, in the waters that one the time, store. Yeah. like the first episode, yeah. he's almost eaten by that giant alligator <laughs> thing. He gets carried off by the, the crazy well, bird thing. Yeah. yeah. And the, I'm like, okay, the animals are out to get this kid. Like right. we need something else to happen. To him. <laughs> Jason from Th Three Geeks thinks it will start to see the start of the First Order. Mm. Nice. I think it's it's on its way because the New yeah. Republic can't last 
and it fails pretty quickly in Star Wars uh, history. So they suck. Yeah. So speaking of first order, <laughs> we should go into yeah. We're running. Ahsoka. We're Ahsoka. We're going to run out of. We're running out of time here. Uh, we've been talking about this for so long, which is fine. It's been a great conversation. Um, but let's let's just touch on Bad Batch just very very quickly before we jump over to Ahsoka. Season was two was so good. Better Amazing. Nick's been waiting. Spoilers. I feel like he's been waiting so long to talk about the Bad Batch season two. Love that show. I thought it was amazing. Uh, I thought the character development was better. I love the fact that they were actually treating Omega like uh, a teenager instead of a, a small, incompetent child who couldn't, you know, do anything. You know, um, it was nice to see that progression with her. Hmm. And I got to see my boy Wrecker wreck a bunch of things. So that was always good. Wrecker's my dude. Uh, yeah. So when somebody had to die, I was pretty happy that it was tech. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I thought it was going to be Echo. I, I, I predicted Echo was gone. Echo. I mean, they all kind of need to die at some point. Um, but, Unfortunately. But Echo, Echo for sure has to like slip out. Uh, Cause he can't just like bug off with Rex like he did for part of the season. Cause they can't end it like that. Cause he's not with Rex in rebels. So, yeah. um, what is, what is Echo that? now like? He's he's like one and a half legs, a torso, and like one arm, and maybe <laughs> yeah. like three fourths of a head. And How much uh, longer can uh, that last? A straight edge screwdriver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he is uh, he's a multi tool. Uh, you know, he's like a Swiss yeah. arm. You know, go go gadget arm over there. I love Omega's uh, bow. Though. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, they've they've done really good at, at making her an integral part of the team and actually making that a, a viable weapon yeah. for her. Super cool. And I, and as much as I enjoy Filoni's, you know, oversight on um on Mandalore, on the Mandalorian rather, animation is where his heart is, I think, and where his home is. And and I think he I think the storylines are done so much better in the animated side of Star Wars I, right now. I think that's because he's oversees all of that whereas like there's a lot of other people involved with like mandalorian like feloni is a big big driving factor in that stuff whereas like yeah feloni or sorry favro uh, whereas like feloni is um 100 like the animated stuff yeah i agree did you did you think at some point that crosshair was coming back this season <laughs> yeah i wish he was i mean the episode he was in maybe he's in two but the one with um i'm like the snowy planet the snow yeah was really and that good. like I, I love seeing him and like, they're just developing his um, character separate from everything else going on in that series. But I mean, he'll eventually, well, I feel yeah, like they're developing a retribution arc. Mm-hmm. Yes, for, for sure. him. And they're, yeah. Redemption they're, they're is right around the corner for, yeah, and they're, they're, they're rounding that curve with him and they're starting to bring him back. Like he's starting to see that although a good soldier follows orders, that there's a problem here. And I, and I like that. Um, that the Empire, that there's an issue there. Well, I like how organic they're exploring that for him. Like, it isn't through a bunch of bouts with his old crew, right? And some sort of, like, come back yeah. to us type arc and pull. Um, and he just, like, randomly just, like, feels bad one day. Like, more so, it's, like, over all these interactions with all these other clones, he's, like, just being eaten alive about it. And the no. interactions that he's having with superior officers inside of the Empire who treat him like crap, even though he's such a distinguished officer because he's a clone. Yep. Um, you know, like in, in that, in uh, uh, the, I call it the Hoth Light episode uh, where he's running around. <laughs> but on that episode, 
you know, that, that uh, senior officer, I mean, just absolutely just treats him like rubbish. And you can see that that really bugs him because, you know, he's dedicated his life to, to serving the empire. To serving the you know the Republic Army now the Empire and he's just like yeah this is so I think that that really aided him and I think that's you know why he done killed him yeah um, that they did a good job of making that officer uh, like everyone want to throat punch that guy he oh yeah he, he was easily easily <laughs> hated I was like oh yeah okay so no problem when he died when he yeah. died I was like yeah no waste uh, pick up his his coat you need something warm mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> so but yeah so I was. I have very much enjoyed Bad Batch season two more than season one. And I enjoyed season one quite a bit, but I thought the stories in season two were so much deeper and they had uh, a lot more personal meaning and a lot more depth to them. The thing that I'm worried about, and I know that it's coming is that they've got us all invested uh, in these characters. And I'm afraid that by the end of season uh, three of the Bad Batch that we will had to have said goodbye to all of them in a painfully agonizing way, except for Omega. I think that she's going to push through for something later in the future. And I think we'll see her in live action something later. Um, you know, be cool, which would be kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jason from Three Geeks. Well, he made two comments here, just real quick. Sorry, he said they better not waste Thrawn. We'll talk about that more in just a moment. Uh, but he says he's got to go adult. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I I tried doing that this afternoon. Really didn't work out for me. Uh, love you too, buddy. All right, we'll we'll talk later. Um, but yeah, so I'm 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 a little worried that as much as I like these guys, I don't think any of them are making it. And this is kind of like my measuring point for the clones. Do they make it with Rex to the Battle of Endor? You know, <clears throat> right? And you know, do any of these guys make it to Endor? I say no. Um, I think it's possible. Um, either way, they've kind of set it up to where they have to go out big. Right. Yeah. Like you can't, I mean, unless they, they can break down and slow motion a scene and say, yeah, this guy is, is who is going to be this person. Um, I don't remember. There's nobody in return of the Jedi with, you know, a half dark face that takes out, <laughs> that takes out Hunter. I don't remember seeing anybody with a you know a face tattoo that looks like crosshairs, so that's that takes him out. Maybe Tech if somebody's wearing goggles, uh, because technically he's dead, uh, but we haven't seen a body. Technically, see see what I did there? I did that. Um, and uh, so yeah, well, it was Rebels, right? Where um, they Maybe had sci-fi the- remnant. Uh, Rebels was the the show where they had the one spinoff episode, or maybe it was like two episodes of uh, like a clone that had kind of gone off to some distant planet, and he was like now a farmer or something. That was season one of Bad Batch. Was it Bad Batch? Okay, yeah. Uh, I, well, that was also in clo- that was also in Clone Wars. The uh, a guy, I think it was season two of Clone Wars. Uh, Rex gets injured, and he's brought back to health by his fa- by his this guy and his family. Same, yeah, I think it's the same clone. He like yeah. married a Twi'lek yeah, or something. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darth Chuckle, they all want a better breakfast. Oh, why? Yeah, why? Why do? Why do our boys got to go out in a blaze of glory? Why can't they, they live just on a go, farm uh... upstate what? that has big fields they can play See? and chase rabbits and stuff? He gets it. That's exactly where I was going. They're gonna go start a farm. Well, I think I think they. I forget who the main the main bad guy is now. Um, 
the like main cloner guy um the scientist dude yeah that guy he's he's gnarly bad guy who, who um, just got his who just got his brain fried that one no he's still alive um, the other one. Oh, in, in the animated series in bad batch we're talking bad yeah yeah, yeah 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 i know who you're talking about i can't think of um, the rampart no rampart died he was a he was an imperial officer this is like the main cloning scientist that's taking over yeah we saw him in the last especially in the la- heavily in the last two episodes yeah well i think i think the deal with the bad batch is they are going to take out that facility and really hamper the empire's cloning abilities because at this point in the story we're before the original there trilogy. yeah hemlock. that guy hemlock yeah thank it, you it has that that nazi like himmler kind of thing going to it um that's what it reminds me of but you i think talk to hemlock yeah <laughs> i think i think that's how they're all going to basically go out because to me you know the empire just taking over the camino and cloning technologies like that soon after the end of the war puts them too on pace to do too much with cloning because you know it doesn't exist in the original trilogy really i mean obviously they don't cover it but you know, they don't really pick it back up until the end of the original trilogy into Mandalorian. And they're still trying to figure out how to clone the Emperor. Um, right. So I think that's going to be their big win in terms of is like really hampering the Empire's cloning abilities. Yeah. And, I, and I'm also curious to see what's going to happen with Omega and her sister. Yeah. So you have a sister. Yes. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of. That one kind of took me by surprise, her having a, a sister. Because they didn't kiss that. yet. <laughs> the sisters? Oh, yeah, okay, gotcha. <laughs> you know, uh, speaking Classic of that, I, Star I'm, Wars. I'm in, I'm in my, in my uh, chronological watch through for the month of May. I just finished Return of the Jedi. And every time through uh, A New Hope and Empire Strike Back where Luke is looking at Leia like how you doing because it's 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 more often than just one sentence where you know after he gets you know a little smoochy pie um yeah each time I'm like oh no. it's gonna get uncomfortable for y'all in, in Return of the Jedi the I thought you reminded Jamie me of my mom <laughs> <laughs> anyway um and animation is obviously always top notch in the Bad Batch. That that took me away from oh, the first season. Some of it's the just lighting, phenomenal. and then I think it's yeah. continuing in season two. It's just like the way they make the ships don't they they might not even be animated if they just focus on the ships. Like they're right like yeah. a hair below Mandalorian stuff. So yeah, it's just a, it's just like a pinch below a CGI image. It's, yeah, it's real so really well done. I think, and and, and you know so. For me, when I hear that there's a new animated Star Wars project, I get a little excited because I didn't used to be that way. I'll be honest with you. When when and, and if Kathleen was here, she'd be mocking me for this. But when uh, Clone Wars first came out, I refused to watch it. It's a kid show. I'm not watching it. That's going to be stupid. Uh, Rebels came out. I'm not going to watch that. It's a kid show. That's stu- going to be stupid. And now, if I rewatch anything in Star Wars, I'm watching Clone Wars and and Rebels first. No. Because they're so well done, and now you can add Bad Batch to that list because it's just such an it's the stories are so well told, and I think that the thing that I found that I like about the animated series, Bad Batch included, is that they're the perfect playsetters in between these major titles, and they fill in all these little nooks and crannies and have really good ways of of exploring stories that you may not be able to explore in live action because of 
what it would take budget wise or, you know, or, or some of these other things. And I think that that allows for a little bit more in depth of story. And especially if we get writing like we did the last couple seasons of of Rebels, the last couple seasons of Clone Wars and this last season of, of Bad Batch, Star Wars animation is is on an amazing path. And I'd, I'd love to see where it could go next. So, and, and I think you could even include a little bit of Tales of the Jedi in, in that as well. So, oh yeah, for sure. That's like even more like filling the nooks and crannies. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Uh, the 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 Yaddle episode, Yaddle and, and you know Count Dooku no, and that is a hundred percent. Like I'm pretty sure that's Filoni pulling pages out of George's book. No, yeah, book. like that's just like oh, quick filler story that he didn't get to put in the, <laughs> like, in the prequels. Oh, All the Dooku yeah, stuff. Uh, Dad <laughs> had this one left over. Dad had this one left over. <laughs> this is this is ten minutes right here. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, and it, so, yeah, Bad Batch season three. I don't expect there to be a season four of Bad Batch. I think it's going to come to a conclusion next year. I think that they could pull it out for a couple seasons yet and kind of stretch this out and really delve into some stories. But I unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're only going to get three seasons. I think they said seasons. they're not. I think they said yeah. they're, they're, they're sticking at three. And yeah. These are 16 episodes. So you get yeah. a nice you get chunk. A- Already, and they're all six Mando, you know, six Mando seasons at this point, or no, four between the <laughs> right, right. And it's you know, and they're all a nice, they're all like 24 to 26 minutes each, so you know what you're getting when you sit down. It's not, uh, well, and I and I really want to see some standardiz- standardization when it comes to Mandalorian that, um, <laughs> instead of a 38 episode one week or a 35 minute episode one week and a 57 minute episode the next week. If we can settle in the 40 to 45 minute, just somewhere in there, and this is where we're, the mark we're going to hit consistently, I think I would be okay with that. Yeah. You know? I think that's uh, that's one of the casualties of the way that they tell their stories there, where it's almost episodic stories. Um, and the, the season-long plots are, like, very lightly sprinkled throughout. Um I think that's kind of why we see that. It's kind of like you said, Tim. Pretty annoying, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but the way that they they present their stories, it, it makes it kind of necessary because, I mean, you could split the fifty so minute episode into two episodes telling that you know one off story or whatever. But right. Yeah, would love to see some sort of consistency. <laughs> I would love to see some of those longer episodes come to animation, come to Bad Batch and have more time to tell these stories a little more in depth and, you know, and see some of these things, especially in this going into season three, when they're going to be, if they're going to be attacking this facility and they're going to be doing all the things that we've just been talking about, having longer episodes to really expound that. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Let's see. Darth says, I say the episode should be as long as they need to be and no longer. We are no longer dealing with commercials or time slots. I'm okay with that. I just, I don't know. I, I understand we're not dealing with commercials and time slots and all that kind of stuff. I just like consistency in storyline. And I, it doesn't hinder me from watching it. And I think that if that's my biggest complaint about the season, I think we're doing pretty good, really. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, so it's not, a, it's not a very big complaint for me. It's just, it's more of an annoyance, I guess I, yeah. I, I should say. I'm very happy with Mandalorian season three. I, I There's a couple things that annoy me. Like I said, the <clears throat> Jack Black episode. Uh, but other than that, you know, that's a, I could talk for like an hour on just why that episode annoyed me. We should probably be <laughs> fine because I'm going to keep digging into that one. Yeah. 
Uh, I will say before we move on, though, I think my my grievance with Star Wars, uh, at least the the series stuff, um, that that's my one thing that kind of like is a spoke or a stick in the the spoke, so to speak, is the just the way that they tell these stories with it being so episodic and so many. I don't want to say filler episodes because that's kind of like, you know, borderline derogatory. Um, but what I love so much about Andor, we're not talking about Andor tonight, but what I love so much about Andor is it was just one solid story across all of the episodes. It was like, that's, that's what we're getting. It's I'm not yeah. going to have a random Lizzo, Jack Black, Christopher Lloyd episode about... <laughs> Uh, zombie droids who are turning against society. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, the thing about Andor is that every every episode made me want more. Every single episode, I was ready to watch the next one. Oh, yeah. um, Someone gave so, him the HBO playbook there. I don't know yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so we're, we're running short on time here, but I do want to talk a little bit about Ahsoka before we, before we move on to our conclusion of stuff. And let's go back to this comment here. They better not waste Thrawn. Right. I was really hoping we were going to see a little bit of Thrawn in uh, in the in Mandalorian, especially when they started talking about him. I was like, "Oh my god!" It's, it was like almost like Michael Scott from The Office. It's happening! Oh my god, it's happening! <laughs> um, yes. I really thought that that was what's going to happen. I do understand why they're holding that off for Ahsoka. I totally get it. Doesn't mean I wasn't a little disappointed just because I couldn't see my. That's my, boy. Name That's my boy, Blue. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I was kind of hoping that we were going to see him. I think, though, that even as much as I am ex- excited and anticipating the appearance of Thrawn, who is one of the coolest villains of all time, in my my opinion, for Star Wars, there's the red guy, there's Vader, and there's this guy. The red the guy's mall guy. uh, for you guys playing the home <laughs> yes. version of the game. Um, you got the blue guy. The, the black guy and the uh, red, the red guy. guy. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we got most of our, our, our single monochromatic colors uh, under control there. So, yeah, so those three guys, you know, they're like the, the king of the villains. And so I'm really excited to see that. I'm even more so excited to see this is, you know, and from everything I've read and everything I'm seeing, this is going to be like a live action Rebels. It's like a, a Rebels reunion. And I'm so very excited for that, uh, to see Sabine Wren and to see uh, Harrison Dula and, and you know, I want to see Chopper. I want to see Chop. I want to see a live action murder bot just go nuts on somebody. <laughs> yes. Um, Chopper. Yes, he should be both. Honestly. Um, honestly, Chaco. And by the way, for you guys uh, watching at home, if you're not following Darth Chaco uh, on YouTube and TikTok, please go do that. He's an amazing content creator and love his stuff. Uh, Chaco's a really cool dude. We've had we've been lucky enough to have him on our show. It's been a while, but uh, but we love have uh, have him when he drops by and comments. But I would like to see Thrawn as Ahsoka's villain, even if he's just kind of like. Uh, the whisper of Thanos when it was in, in the Marvel universe, even if it's just the whisper and you see a, a few sightings here and there and then see him in the, in the, you know, uh, the end game movie basically with Filoni. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that he needs to be a pretty big portion of that, you know, 
of that universe of of that storyline to help mm-hmm. drive the Ahsoka story into the movie into the Mandoverse yeah. uh, movie. Well, like that that approach to um, villains is so effective. It just makes the impact hit so much harder. Oh when, yeah, uh, and you're already starting to see that a little bit. Um, he was, you know, talked about, referenced in Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're already starting to weave that in, which is cool. Um, but yeah, Nick, I didn't want to, I'm sorry. I no, I was going to say, I hope, I hope they give him like the Darth Vader gravitas. Like he needs a lot of like screen presence, um, and not just like an officer type feeling. So oh, definitely agreed. echoing the whole, like, don't waste Thrawn, like let him be this, like really let him be this whole like Mando verse, like penultimate bad guy or like the fun, you know, the final boss kind of thing, like build agreed. him up like that. And I'm, I, I like I like the Vader reference too because even though Vader doesn't have the most screen time as a bad guy, when he walks in, he chews up the huh. camera. You know, everybody's focused on him. What's he going to do, and and how, and why? And I think it has to be the same way with Thrawn. If you're not focused in on him, where he's the bad guy, then you've wasted him. Yeah, I mean, Rogue One, you can you can hate that whole movie, but you can be like, yeah, but that Vader scene for like yeah. two minutes, like done. And I love Just that the guy's got... two hours. I love that they have the guy who did the original voice Lars. as the actor. They're doing um, good with that. And I'm very happy because I'm like, I don't know how you could beat what he did. Right. And he voiced Thrawn beautifully. And I don't know if you guys saw the BBC Sherlock, but he plays a villain for one of the episodes hmm. in that. And he did a phenomenal job in just being that very punctual. It felt like a Thrawn yeah. kind of hmm. like I'll live check action that out. Uh, type of guy. And I've listened to the the, uh, the audiobooks of the rewrites of the Thrawn trilogy. Um, mm-hmm. And they're not bad. They're definitely like toned back a little bit and a little bit more even keeled. They're not as uh, as uh, maybe fantastic could be a good word for as they originally were written. Um, sure in legends, but still very good, very founded in the whole kind of Imperial um, bureaucracy kind of like talk. So now that he's, you know, that, and that's firmly before rebels, that's like right. pre rebels leading into. And then this is going to be like, I've been in the unknown regions, hiding, <laughs> plotting. I've, I've been, arrived. <laughs> I've been with a space whale. Um, yeah. And just hold on before we say anything else or do anything else. Nick, did I hear you say you don't like Rogue One? No, I didn't say that. Okay, I, said someone I didn't could. say that. Either. Someone, someone could say that. Okay, but you can, like... you, you can, you can snuff it out with just saying the Vader hallway scene, and then you've won your argument again. I didn't want to have to <laughs> kick you off the show, so I was just yeah. curious. No, oh, I'm if I kidding. said that, you could totally just drop me. <laughs> and no. he's gone. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to um, the live action Rebels people coming back and. Yes. I'm curious to see how, because I really think that season uh, four of Mando and season one of Ahsoka are going to push us towards a Mando verse, towards some, you know, towards the Filoni movie. And so I'm excited to see how they're going to build that up and how that's going to plateau into something, you know, because if it, if it mirrors the MCU at all in its early phases, how it ramped itself up into the, the Avengers, you know, uh, Infinity War and Endgame movies, 
um, this could be an exciting, exciting time for Star Wars and yeah. Star Wars fans. Um, you know, uh, so yeah, I, I think we have a lot of opportunity here for some some really cool stuff. So uh, I'm super interested to see. Uh, so <clears throat> Rebels is is probably my favorite. Um, well, Andor's my favorite Star Wars series, but Rebels is like cl very close second. Uh, and I'm I'm super excited to see the the crew in live action uh but what i'm really excited about is we we saw a zeb cameo in man oh, i loved that that was awesome so i want to see how he got there and then how he gets back with i mean i'm looking at the credit or you know the casting page here on imdb for ahsoka i'm not seeing zeb on here yet but they, how do they have ahsoka without zeb and you have all the you have the rest of the crew He's got to be after there. Ezra. Zeb's got to make it. I want to see how they like reunite from where we last saw him in Mandalorian. I want to know how he got to where we saw him in Mandalorian. Why is he now like this Republic, uh, you know, police officer? Yeah, um, look, yeah, he looked like he was a, a pilot officer, just so. drinking yeah. at the barracks, you know, yeah, between, just between flight patrols. Yeah, he's retired. He's retired. <laughs> Captain Zeb. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that'd be cool to see. I, I think there's so many sub stories that we could jump off to uh, in the in-betweens of even these shows that are the in-betweens of the major placeholders in Star Wars. Maybe. Um, oh, my gosh. What if Zeb replaces Cara Dune as the uh, the uh, focus of uh, the Rangers. whatever the show she was supposed to be? Yeah, supposed to be the Rangers. Yeah, I'd be OK with that. And I think agree. He was way too high quality to be a one off. Yeah. I mean, I, if they were going to have a one off of him, I think it would have been just, a, a you know, a really bad, sketchy you know uh like like in 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 the in in like a fighter in space just like his head yeah right? like not yeah. full body line not of dialogue. full body not not dialogue not standing there at the bar interacting i think there's something coming for zeb so yeah absolutely um so yeah so there's there's a lot of cool stuff coming up with star wars we could go on i think for another couple hours i think we're all big enough star wars fans and and we've had some nice interaction from our audience so thank you guys uh, we do try to keep the show right around an hour, so we're a little bit over right now, but uh, uh, we're going to have to wrap this up. But before we start signing off here, guys, uh, if you guys, uh, Mike and Nick, remind everybody where they can find you and uh, remind them what, what you'll be sending to my house. Go ahead, Nick. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can find us. Um, definitely go to our YouTube, subscribe to Showboys Podcast, and check out everything else we have going on on showboysmedia.com. Uh, we are on our way to 1,000 followers. Once we hit a thousand followers, followers, we will be giving this away. Brand new OLED switch in the box. You also get the box. Tim thinks he's getting what's in the box. That's to be determined. But you go. Anyway, no, check us out. We have a link tree with everything else on there, but uh, YouTube's the place to be. So tune yeah. in. And check out their Discord. They have they have a really cool oh, Discord. Yes. My my phone is <laughs> constantly going ping ping ping. Yeah, sorry. And about it's not that. just our Discord. I love no, it's great. I love the I love the chant. I love the conversation. I don't always jump in, but I do like reading. I'm more of a lurker because uh, I'm mm. too busy commenting on my own page. But mm -hmm. I, I kind of lurk and check your guys out and try to jump in every now and then when it's oh, something you. I can get in on. But uh, yeah, they've got a really cool Discord channel, so you're gonna want to check that out as well. All right, Nick, tell them about last Friday. Well, last Friday we aired our interview with the director and producer Kyle Newman. 
Kyle just happened to direct one of Tim's all-time favorite movies, Fanboys. Fanboys! We also talked about his documentary about the Star Wars holiday special called Disturbance in the Force. And how William Shatner was oblivious about any rivalry between Star Wars and Star Trek. So there's that. That's awesome. So you can still find that episode of the FSF Popcast on our YouTube channel and your favorite audio podcast podcast survivors providers or survivors. They could be podcast survivors. You don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, remember, and remember, guys, that your subscription uh, to our channel is a major help. Thank you to everybody who subscribed tonight. We will be sending out uh, a Blu-ray to subscriber number eight hundred. So we're really excited about that. I found I got a name. I got it texted to me. So we're good to go. Uh, and they sent me their address. So we're going to be sending that off uh, in the next day or two. So really excited about that. Thank you so much to all of our new subscribers. We're glad to have you. Uh, but so that was last Friday. Uh, we've been talking a lot about Rebels she's and green. Ahsoka. She's green. She's got tails. This Friday, if it, ah, there it is. We're talking with Vanessa Marshall, the voice of Harrison Dula. Uh, That's so cool. Yeah, so Vanessa is so cool. We had such an amazing conversation with her. Um, yeah, uh, to say that she is amazing was an understatement. Um, you know, because the conversation we had before, the conversation we had afterwards, and um, yeah, we talked with her about Rebels and and being a Star Wars fan. We talk about her work as uh, Wonder Woman and uh, DC's Harley Quinn on, on uh, HBO. Uh, we talk about her work as Gamora on, on Guardians of the Galaxy, the animated series, and along with a few other topics, like how did she get into the business? Because she has two famous parents. You know, how did that affect her growing up and, you know, who her parents were and all these different things. Uh, but here's another reason why uh, Vanessa Marshall is so very cool. It flashed up on the screen just for a quick second. So it <laughs> almost kind of ruined the thunder here. Uh, but... She sent us pictures that we're going to be auctioning off. Oh, nice. And so these are signed Vanessa Marshall, Vanessa Marshall Hera pictures. And we're and uh, 100% of the proceeds after shipping and, and fees have been paid will be sent to uh, the Wish Upon a Teen Foundation, which helps out sick kids who are in hospitals for extended stays. They helped out my family in 2019 when my daughter was in the hospital for 97 days. It's an amazing foundation. Wishuponateen.org if you'd like to go there and direct directly donate. Trust me, they're doing great things for sick kids. Your money is well spent. Um, but yeah, so we're going to auction these off and I'll have... Uh, so stick around. Follow us on Twitter, which is at FSF Popcast. If you're not following us already, because that's where the information will be coming up, that and our Facebook page about where these things will be posted for auction, how you can get them. And yeah, we're really excited to be able to send these things out to you guys. And, you know, again, bid away because the money's going to go to a really good place for very good things. And we're so excited that, that she sent these to us. Um, and I also want to point out because this has never happened in any of the, we've been able to do this a couple different times. We were able to help out some, uh, you know, auction off some Star Trek stuff. We've auctioned off different other signed pictures for, for actors and things. Nobody's ever sent us a thank you card before that That's was really cool. cool right uh so get that. no shut up again? siri nobody cares <laughs> jesus i didn't uh, get that I didn't get that either, apparently. But anyway, uh yeah, that's all coming up here very soon, and we're very excited to share that. 
And uh, yeah, Darth, it is it is so freaking cool. But Vanessa Marshall is amazing. And um, yeah. And uh, does Shatner know about his feud with Tim? No, but if I think if he ever figured out what YouTube was, he'd know that I don't really care for him. <laughs> but that's another story for another time. Beef. Uh, yeah, there's yeah, there's some beef. And, and make sure you guys go to our Patreon channel. Go check out the bloopers, the behind-the-scenes stuff, the Stargate-exclusive content that's there. And you also get early access. So you don't want to wait till Friday to be able to watch or listen to that interview. Uh, you can catch that on Wednesday on our Patreon channel because Nick's going to go finish editing as soon as we're done here tonight. Uh, he's, that look on his face is a look of maybe. And... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, but that's supposed to be up there on, on Wednesday, so you'll have a couple day head start on everybody else. I got till and, tomorrow night. Oh, that's what I love to hear. Uh, but yeah, so uh, and, and remember, our Patreon goes from one dollar to forty dollars with different levels of, of rewards, free merch on different uh, a couple different uh, uh, Patreon levels. So, guys, again, thank you to the Showboys for coming on and uh, having some fun with us. Thank you guys for for being here. And I'm going to play this real quick just because I can, because we talked about Rebels. We talked about my boy Red. We talked about my boy Blue. I just love this. Kenobi! It had zero context to anything else we're doing, but I just wanted to play it because I could. Yes. And with with that in mind, goodbye! Bring Cal Kestis to live action! Sorry. I'll second that. Now, Goodbye! On behalf of the rest of the hosts of the FSF Podcast, we want to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, please contact us by means of Twitter or Instagram using the handle at FSFPopcast. Or go to www.fsfpopcast.com and click on the contact link. Thanks again and hope you enjoyed the episode.